0: The Yuletide TV Podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. And a one, and a two, and...
1: Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast, where every week, me and my college friends, Chris, who usually hosts, and Brian, who sometimes hosts, and me, John, who's hosting today, look for the best possible Christmas TV episode. And on this Turkey Day Eve, we're going to pay tribute to Benjamin Franklin by reviewing a Christmas episode, even though legally we should not do that for another, what is it, like seven days? Oh, it's
2: like a week and a half.
1: Yeah, like, the point is, give Thanksgiving, it's due, it's November, you know, be pro-Thanksgiving. But, how are my boys doing today?
2: I'm ready to hang out on the 4th of July's... Hodler's sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, man, I did not start well, but I pulled an Ed O'Neill and started drinking early, so... (laughs) You know,
1: we should all strive to pull more Ed O'Neills. You know, it's a stressful time of year.
0: I'm okay with pulling more Ed O'Neill's. I'm not going to pull more Al Bundy's, I don't think. Oh, yeah. that's, That's a good point. That's a good point.
1: In case you are not familiar or are not over the age of 30, that Al Bundy is the main character on the show we're going to be looking at today, which is Married with Children, which maybe holds up okay we'll talk we'll talk about that talk about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have some opinions
1: (laughs) there's gonna be takes they're gonna be as hot as your turkey mashed potato yam sandwich that you just pulled out of the microwave these boys gonna be steaming steamy steamy takes
2: i prefer that sandwich cold if i'm being honest i think thanksgiving food is like really at its prime like don't i'm not saying it's bad when it first comes out and it's hot and you're sitting around the table with your family but there's just something about the next day sandwich you cook up right That's cold and everything it's like cold pizza everything is coming together in the best way but it's new it's Dude, different it's 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 exotic and you're ready for it
1: i cannot get on board with cold mashed potatoes or cold I could get a, I could do the cold like squash or yams, I cannot do cold mashed potatoes or cold stuffing because that's like so congealed, man.
0: Can you do regular potato salad though? I just I mean I don't it, like
1: I don't like potato salad. Yeah, fair. I don't either.
0: I'm just trying to trying to do gotcha journalism
2: here. So yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't
1: like I don't like mayonnaise, so I don't like potato yeah. salad. Oh,
2: you would not do well in Utah. I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, do you want the least shocking news of our lives? Is that the <laughs> citizens of Utah love mayonnaise?
2: Yeah, that's just it. They built, like, a whole fucking economy on it. Like, you go to Buffalo, New York, and everybody's like, oh, hot wings. It makes sense. You know, you go to New York, it's pizza. You know, like, oh, hey, pizza. What's Utah's thing? Fry sauce. It's not even a main dish. It's a fucking condiment. But it's good. <laughs>
1: is, that, is that ketchup? Is that ketchup mayonnaise?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's ketchup mayonnaise. It's great.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I can party with, like, aiolis and, like, Ooh, yeah. mayonnaise made better, but, like, I cannot just, I can't, I can't just honky it with a spoonful of mayonnaise or, like, heaven forbid, Miracle Whip.
2: You just said my second favorite A word. Aoli? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a good word. What's your first favorite A word? April, my wife. Come on. <laughs> big, <laughs> big wife big guy. Big wife okay. guy. I am big, not. Big wife guy on the I am not on this one, all right? yeah i was gonna say speaking of wife guys or the lack of y'all want to watch me do an episode
0: summary can't wait all right i mean after brian's on monday there's nowhere to go but up so
2: (laughs) thank you yeah i would agree i would agree
1: i followed the advice of the narrator and wrote us watch the episode and then pared it down to a set amount of lines maybe some of them are funny probably not
0: but let's (laughs) party We can be funny later. Now we just want the facts.
1: (laughs) We want cold, hard facts, which will then heat up. All right.
2: (laughs) And be served next day.
1: (laughs) be served the next day on bread. (laughs) Unless you're me, then hold the turkey, because I'm a better person. Preferably
2: cottage, but I'm not going to be picky about that either.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Rye. Oh, I
2: forget about rye. It's so good. Yeah, man,
1: if you don't. Make, make your family some marble rye that's Thanksgiving. Get yeah. in the kitchen right now. Learn how to make bread. I don't know you about you boys. quarantine, now's the time.
2: I could go for a patty melt right now. I mean, I'm surprised we're not having patty melts right
0: now.
1: <laughs> you know what I could go for? Doing a summary. Here we go. We're loading up. We're going in.
2: John is just torpedoing through this. He is not allowing any room for Chris or I to get off the tracks with his show.
1: All right. We are watching Married with Children, which we which you mentioned a couple of times. It is in the 7th season and it is simply titled Christmas because why would a show so well made need to clutter its title up with more words? <laughs> <laughs> After the best possible intro of any sitcom that we have opened with so far, we see an elf walking into a bar full of Santas and despite not making The joke for the obvious walks into a bar setup, the elf is asked to leave, and does but not making sure that Al Bundy is ho ho -ho hoing in Soprano. Al talks about the trials and tribulations of being a mall Santa, deeply offending the Salvation Army Santas, who are probably the worst people in the bar. Al gives a truly unsettling flashback to 1974, where we see how he has avoided family Christmas for the 19 years prior by pitting his family against one another. In another flashback, we see how Al ended up in the fraternity of the red, white, bearded and depressed when his family didn't fall for his trap this year and banded together to get jobs. For Al. We get a debatably fun B-plot where Al's forever nemesis Marcy harasses him at a Santa gig before we flash forward, because Al is a Time Lord, to the bar where Al passes out without buying his family Christmas gifts. Upon waking up, Al is informed he paid for the entirety of the bar's drinks with his Christmas money but thankfully I was able to commit robbery in the bar and save christmas did I did I did I get it did, pretty good pretty, we got it all
0: i th- i think so i think that i think that gives us a great foundation to work off of
1: i guess the the point to start at with married with children cuz it is kind of like an atypical sitcom and kind of very of its time and some of the a lot of the content in it is probably much more funny in the late 90s or like behaves much more in the late Plays a lot better in the late '90s than it does in 2020, almost 2021. So I guess do you do you guys feel like the show held up, or do you think it's way too problematic?
2: Oof, way too problematic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: way too problematic.
2: <laughs> There's a solid like four minute bit where they're making fun of the size of a woman's breasts and how she looks like a little boy.
0: Also, you you kick off with that scene with the elf and like segregatory business practices aren't a great way now now in all fairness the elf gets his due by giving alice comeuppance but it's just a rough way to start and it's 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 rough throughout
1: so i guess my opinion on stuff of its time and certainly like of its time means like it's a property that came out at that time like this does not mean because we were alive in 1993 we get to be transphobic sexist like, there's some jokes in this episode that are transphobic, so if you do, if you really do get triggered by that kind of stuff, I guess just dodge this episode, sit it out, and just listen to us talk about it. It's what we're here for, folks. We're gonna put it on our back, we're
2: gonna walk the distance for you.
1: But there, I think there is, like, kind of a place for Media of It's Time to have kind of, like, the artifacting of it. Like, what was the, the show where it was, like, strictly based on the dad being racist from the 80s?
2: Oh. Uh, M.A.S.H.
0: No. Archie...
1: Archie... <laughs> Archie... Archie Bunker. Archie yeah. Bunk, Was it Archie whatever Bunker? The, that's... That's uh, not the show, show. It's the character name. But, but, but yeah. the point... You you all have the internet. Look at up. I think it's good to have kind of, like, reminders about how far we've come. And, like, there's certainly a place to be, like, crass in humor. It just has to be well done. And I guess you can debate if you think the show is, like, well done and humorous. I think the show is does kind of, like, lean on its shock value. Which is why it's kind of surprising how long it ran. Because I think it's you ha- it's important to remember it's of its time where, like, Fox, like, literally the only thing it had making money was The Simpsons, because people were like... And cops. Yeah, like, shock value TV. Yeah. was, like, how Fox was making its money. It was like, by God, there's a family on TV and they're not hugging? And then they were just like, yeah, but, like, what if we did that with real people? What if we didn't... What if they weren't yellow? What if it was Ed <laughs> O'Neill and, <laughs> and Katie Sagal?
2: I think to John's point, too, it comes down to the idea, uh, uh, it's analogous to the idea of can you separate the actor from their work? And in this, can you kind of keep in your mind that this was part of a bubble and there was a you know greater culture around it? You know, can you st- can you still watch Kevin Spacey movies? Like it, I, I kind of feel like it's in that range.
1: I I think it's different. I can't watch Kevin. I won't watch Kevin Spacey property.
2: Yeah, because
0: I I, I think what you're talking... I mean, this is the reverse. I mean, we know these are fictional characters. These aren't real people. Yeah. Kevin Spacey... Like, we obviously know that Ed O'Neill is not Al Budney, but Kevin Spacey does suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Did
1: you guys have a history with the show, like, growing up? No. Did you guys like have to watch it at all?
2: No, this is the first full episode I've ever watched. I have weird memories
0: of this show because it was on at like a weird time in the afternoon where like you'd occasionally come into it after watching like Fresh Prince or Family Matters. Like it's like it went from like the really family ones to like the slightly more adult ones right from that 4 to 5 switch over when like dad's coming home and if he if your dad didn't watch, you know, the local and national news at 5 and 530, like, this is probably what he watched. So, like, I've definitely caught pieces of it, but to Brian's point, and the weird thing was, is I've definitely seen parts of this episode before, which I was kind of surprised by, but I don't think I've sat down and watched an entire episode before.
1: I don't think I watched it sequentially, or if I, I mean, maybe I did and was, like, on TV when I was around, because, like, it was on kind of, like, all of our early childhood but, like, yeah, my dad was super into the show. So, like, I watched a lot of Married with Children growing up. <laughs> and, yeah. like, even, like, post-cancel, like, syndication Married with Children. So, like, I guess maybe I'm more forgiving of it because it's, like, fine for me.
2: You know, we 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 talk about these things that we grew up with because, like, our parents watched it. And I... I don't know that I can point to anything in particular that I watched with my parents very regularly because they sure as hell didn't get up with me on Saturday mornings to watch cartoons. And they weren't too invested in sitcoms or anything. When I was growing up, I, I remember them having a West Wing ER and Alias kick. And that's about it.
1: Your family had such better taste in TV than mine. <laughs> well, Mine had I... exclusively bad bad sitcoms
0: and survivor <laughs> that is what
1: i grew up watching my
0: family watched the fir- the first two seasons of survivor i think we watched as a family i think we put on oh, yeah. some survivor but i don't think i watched it with them you you get after it
2: Fat i guy
1: from survivor I, season one who
0: who is now in jail for like tax evasion oh, oh yeah oh yeah that's... that guy was not a good like that was not a good dude like that guy was like I think exactly the manipulative kind of person he played to on that show to win. It's, huh?
1: Yeah, it was, but was he a better person than Al Bundy? A that's
2: tough a call. question. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah. But Al Bundy, manipulative. Can we say he was a real mastermind oh. <laughs> with his manipulation? Though I don't. I don't think so. No.
0: It's. I mean, but it, and that's kind of when you're watching the show. I mean, kind of going back to some of the stuff you were talking about earlier. Especially just with the title. Like, the title of this is Christmas. Because, like, whatever. But it's like, is this show clever and smart and very aware of what it's doing? Or is it lazy and just playing to the lowest common denominator? And it it's a weird line to toe. Because it definitely... I don't know. I just watched this and was, like, trying to figure it out the whole time. And that's kind of what made it enjoyable for me. Like, I i'm I'm certainly not here today to like just dunk on this show like it's problematic as hell watching it in 2020, but I didn't hate it actively. Oh
2: yeah, it's fine not to not to show my hand for the ending too much, but you know it's it's fine. I got some good chuckles out of it.
1: I think the cast is very talented and like is good enough and has been doing like this is in the seventh season, so they've been doing it long enough where they like can know how to play off each other well enough and they know what like works. And they're at this point making just a hilarious amount of money to be there. Yeah. So like maybe it is lazy and they're just like doing it to like show up. But like, it's not like any of them like go on to become like the greatest movie star of their time. But I don't know.
2: I would argue that Christina Applegate has had a very good career since. uh, And Ed O'Neill has made a, or made a comeback with modern family. Is that show still on? just ended last season how many seasons did that go
0: on for uh i think about the same as this 10 or 11
2: No, well, good on them
1: when i did my research because i did kind of want to know why the show ended uh just because like it reminded me of doing this reminded me it existed and like i watched so much of it around but like wonder why that show ended because i remember the last season being like truly truly bizarre like they're just like missing cast members and like just like all that kind of stuff and it's, like, mostly just, like, it got too expensive. it's, like, there's got to be, like... Because that was my thought. I was, like, at a certain point, Christina Applegate has to get more famous than this show. But, like, she really doesn't. She just goes on to do a different TV show that gets canceled after two seasons. What,
2: what was that? Jesse.
1: <laughs> what? Jesse. Jesse?
0: I remember watching Jesse.
1: I did not watch any Jesse. I was unaware that show was. It was, was part it. of uh.
0: Must See TV Thursdays on NBC. She lived in Buffalo, I remember, because there was a joke about Flutie Flakes at one point. Why I remember that, I don't know. She crossed networks. That Jezebel.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, like, that's like my, but this is like, because she has like Mars Attack come out, Mars Attacks come out during Married with Children, I'm like, at a certain point, she's got to be like, let me do a movie. Mars Attack. (laughs) Mars Attacks rules. That, That movie's legitimately funny.
0: That movie terrified me as a child,
1: because we were like six. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like very much in my cousins who lived with me growing up's so like Q zone, because they were like sixteen, <laughs> and they were so like I saw Mars Attack, it's like way too much as a child and was like truly terrified every day. Yeah,
2: that was a really fun uh, thing for my grandpa to put on. I feel like
1: <laughs> just the. The the, the, shaky, the shakiness of the aliens But it's funny when you watch it as an adult Yeah
2: and don't forget Jack Nicholson playing You know what 20 different roles <laughs> <laughs> He was going for movie. the Oscar that year I heard <laughs> He picked a good property
1: to do it in Yeah he sure did Glad he, glad he, glad he elevated the talent of The girl from Married <laughs> with Children uh, <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you get your Oscar bid So I guess What did you guys what did you guys think worked really well about this episode? Or like, what do you think worked for you?
2: The crowd constantly hyping everything?
1: <laughs> I love the crowd. Ed O'Neill, <laughs> Ed O'Neill gets a reaction that I could only describe as what Stone Cold Steve Aston was, was getting in 1995. <laughs> like, he, when he, like, walked on set for the first time, like, swung the door open and, like, popped in, and they, like, gave time for the crowd to react, you can just hear, like, what is clearly, like, a 36-year-old man being like, hell yeah, <laughs> and is like like Al Bundy is the only source of truth in his life, You're right?
2: And he's wearing a Dale Earnhardt t-shirt, rocking a mustache and a mullet. Oh, hell yeah, brother!
0: So Dale Earnhardt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Dale, Dale Earnhardt's wearing his own merch. I mean, I what worked in this? I don't know, like. Some of it did. I, it's, to your point, it's like there's, there's a bubble around this show. Like, it is a time capsule in and of itself, which was fascinating to me, where, you know, I think in the first season of our show, you know, we did Home Improvement, we did Full House, like, this show is running concurrently with that on a different network, and it's like the complete opposite of those shows, like, the very you know the lovey-dovey aspects and you know oh we all are special and have feelings where this is just like life is miserable and everyone's just going through the paces and sometimes it sucks it's it's a weird it's a weird show i just like i was just fascinated watching it every
1: every character is so flat like <laughs> no one grows or learns like mm-hmm think and it's like so atypical of sitcoms of the time because like when we think about i think it's like i kind of analoged it in my head to home improvement which like first of all listen to how like the crowd reacts to tim and how they react to ed o'neill because it's like the base level is ed o'neill like the base level for the cheers for ed o'neill is just like it's strictly dudes <laughs> oh yeah and like and like tim and allen's like kind of got like a family vibe and when katie Sagal comes on she's getting like cat call whistles <laughs> and like which is like good for good for you katie Sagal. but it's like also like that's just like so like strange to hear on like what was a network sitcom from its time but it's like the end of home improvement is like the kids learned and like the end of this is like it's not like the kids all got like they got jobs and they like you know like really are gonna like be nicer to al or like al's gonna be nicer to his family and not drink so much it's like the end of this is like he did everything wrong and like or he did everything he did kind of want to have a christmas but like inevitably screwed up because that's what he is and like didn't get punished for it because he committed a crime
2: are these are these largely episodic like how much connection is there how uh, uh, what kind of large story arc is there with married with children or can you just like dive into all of these randomly
1: you can pretty much do it randomly that little boy
0: the little boy threw me
1: (laughs) the little boy gets like late season brady bunched in i don't exactly remember how i think it's like maybe like a cousin or something like that i don't know if like they did like a pregnancy story yeah that's what i was like it's like did they have
0: another kid at some point because like that's what a lot of i mean that's what a lot of shows do when they start running they're like well let's throw another kid let's make him pregnant that's story fodder
1: I think that's kind of what it was, because like I think it is, at a certain point they just realize the show is gonna kind of make money till it stops, and it doesn't matter what they do with it. Even though like this has like an eight on IMDb as like an episode score. Yeah, seems a little high. <laughs> <laughs> but, just um... a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> and like you'll Kelly will occasionally have a boyfriend that they like are trying to like backdoor pilot something with. Yeah. Like there's a there is a show that happens out of this with that. But, like, pretty much the characters are what they are, man. Kelly's to be playing, like, the 90s blonde girl. Like, blonde hot girl. So she's to be dumb at all times. Bud's a little pervert.
0: Some a pretty big pervert.
2: He's a really big pervert. <laughs> and here's the scary thing. He was clearly raised to be that way.
0: <laughs>
1: There's, like, a lot of stuff that in this, like, show, and it's not just this episode... That I remember, even as a kid, being like, it's kind of uncomfortable that he talks to his sister that way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's, like, two sets on this episode, and they're, like, very rarely is there going to be an episode of Married with Children with more than two sets. And it's, like, you can tell the show is just to, like, be made quickly. Fox doesn't have money. Fill a time slot. And then, like, oh, it hit. But it's, like, I think they kind of, like, realized that their lightning in the bottle was that Like, people seem to like looking at that blonde girl. So they, like, really try to, like, push it. (laughs) And, like, there's not another male character (laughs) <laughs> so they're like, uh... Bud, say something weird about her, <laughs> and
2: boy do he does he! Can we talk about the fact that the dog has a personality? Because I, I love that's like the best part of the show. <laughs> we, yeah, right. <laughs> and the clear moment that Ed O'Neill has to take to like wait for the guy to kick on over the uh, 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 over the speakers, and then try not to react. I had to. I, I didn't look it up, but I have to imagine that Ed O'Neill had no idea what those lines were going to be. It's just his oh, script not. reads, like, go pet dog, say he's a good boy, and wait.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Like, this show is proud. Like, I fully believe this show was made with as little effort as possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just, just, like, get it done. Like, it just, like, Barry was like, oh, we got some people who, like, maybe seem like they would be funny. <laughs> Throw them in there.
2: What was Ed O'Neill's career before this, even?
1: long <laughs> that guy is not young when this show starts oh
2: boy oh that's right he was in the dragnet remake
1: but that's post this i remember as a child because i recognize my brain is like that's al bundy when i saw dragnet and i'm like how are they gonna try to make al bundy a cop i'm not buying that like <laughs> like they're all just kind of they're all just literally kind of tv actors it's like al Bundy's just before married with children just like a guy who's like TV movies and, like, one episode of miscellaneous shows kind of for his whole career. Yeah. Like, he's never, he's never, like, a dramatic, dramatic movie actor. Like, I don't know, like, Christina Applegate has the best career and then maybe Katie Seigel? It depends how much you think Sons of Anarchy is good.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say.
1: Which is good for one season and then bad for twelve.
0: But she is good She's good. She's yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for Katie
2: Sagal all day.
1: Did you guys like the inexplicable hookers to put a hot girl on screen? Because that was so fucking dumb.
2: Hold on a second. Where's my wife in the apartment? No, I did not.
1: That's like to me when it feels the most '90s, where it's like, gotta get the sunscreen. Something we gotta get a girl on screen. Too many guys have been on screen for too long. And then they just like, make right. it happen. It's just too,
2: it's like that song by Fly of the Concords, Too many dicks on the dance floor. <laughs>
1: it's just like, it's so weird. And like the way that another like truly brilliant crowd moment is how they react to it. It's just like, right.
0: they're into it.
1: Just like so stoked a woman is on screen. Not for the good reasons.
2: And they just <laughs> casually wrote off one of those uh, Santas as uh just walking away with a hooker I mean yeah. they're trying to show that
1: right in front of the Salvation Army Santas how dare they how dare how they? dare they I do love the concept of an elf bar too just <laughs> mentally
2: you can't say that anymore John At the little little you just can't bar yeah, there you go South it's a South Pole bar South Pole bar <laughs> 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 don't think
0: that's I don't think that's better it somehow sounds worse. <laughs> yeah that
1: sounds like it's a that sounds like it is an elf strip club uh... <laughs> Oh boy. all right yeah so so what's up chris tell me what you're feeling
0: you know brian you're talking about the epic like how serialized this show is and like i think that is one thing that does work for this is like it's it's very accessible like you can pop into this very easily but how long you're going to want to stay is going to be questionable because like the beginning of this is literally a Santa pulling out a six shooter and shooting <laughs> a radio in a bar that's playing Jingle Bells and it's just like oh okay so I highlighted the whole episode not not your typical sitcom I think it's a smart and clever
1: analogy for how truly, truly terrible working retail around Christmas is. And I never even had to really deal with children. So...
2: <laughs> Back when working retail could actually buy you a home.
1: <laughs> I never in my lifetime. It could pay for my small apartment in suburban Green Bay. Right. <laughs>
2: uh, but... With ramen for every meal.
1: Yeah, just I could maybe survive a little bit. Do you guys want to talk about the really gross flashback when the adults are children? Ugh, and... Yeah,
2: it's... Do we have to?
1: Uh, No, but
0: yes. <laughs> yes, I'm the host. <laughs> that is the thing that triggered in me the fact that I've seen this episode before. Because I'm like, oh yeah, you don't forget this. <laughs> it's deeply uncomfortable <laughs> to see
1: Christina Applegate dressed up like a two-year-old and like the little boy in a baby crib
0: yelling hooters (laughs) hooters playboys playboys hooters over and over again
1: it's the one part where christina Applegate's like funny and not sitting on her lines too hard i was gonna
2: say that's where she really shines (laughs) because the the whole dad i have to tell you something what i don't remember
1: (laughs) it just reminds me way too much about a certain fetish that i learned about in one of my sex site classes i don't oh, know i don't okay. know i don't,
2: sure, I don't
0: know sure. i don't know that we need to go down this road yeah. john
2: let's go I down that, that <laughs> road
1: <laughs> I, I
2: don't, I know don't, know don't I want to, to i don't us. want all right <laughs> hold on i don't I got a half want i don't right here john call it in the air. <laughs>
1: uh, why are you cause... carrying
2: around
0: a half dollar
2: it's tails chris what are you are you two-faced No, yeah, a little bit. I was at the okay, okay, little bit of a sidebar here. Okay, I was at the bank to cash, uh, cash a check.
0: Not a good start. I'm very nervous for this bank. (laughs) 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 What happened in Park City, Brian?
2: I was at a bank to cash a check, and I noticed that behind the counter, behind bulletproof glass, mind you, there was no risk of me stealing anything. Nor did I think about it. But I saw that there was, like, the the coin holder thing. They were quarters, dimes, pennies, nickels, and what. And I saw the half dollars. I'm like, excuse me, are those can – I, can I get one of those? And, like, yeah. I'm like, here's a dollar. <laughs> give me two. And since then, uh, I just got a half dollar, which sits very comfortably on my mouse pad charging port for my phone. There's a blue light that bugs me in the middle of the night. So I put the half dollar on it. I don't see the blue light, and we're good.
1: What you just said reminds me so much of like that King of the Hill episode where like I, like Dale Gribble like thinks he's like found like something worth a fortune and it's worth like seventeen dollars and he's like <laughs> demands like the specific kinds of quarters he wants and two sack jewels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I mean, like half dollars felt like a rare thing. So when I saw it, I was like, Yeah, sure. Here's a dollar. Give me two. It's it's awesome. maybe the most. I love step-
1: it. It's. It's maybe the most aesthetically pleasing American coin. Oh,
2: absolutely. The weight of it's great. You know, you it's... got JFK right there on the front.
1: Just just with a weird looking haircut. It is a weird looking. Oh, hold on a
2: second. <laughs> that is a weird looking haircut. Wow. Wow.
1: If you want a weird married with children fact too, when I was uh, doing my research on After this,
2: such a great JFK half dollar bit we did.
1: <laughs> I mean, sorry, man. So they did a Christmas they did it's a wonderful life christmas parody which i think has got to be the most like suited possible thing oh
0: <laughs> i'd be interested in that
1: it's a two-parter that's why we didn't do it
0: with budney yeah y- yeah with yeah i could be good i could see enjoying <laughs>
1: that i mean it's just i do not remember it as i do not remember most of my young childhood but i'm like when there was like when I was like, researching like, Married with Children Christmas, that would be the other one that would always pop up. Oh. And I'm like, I bet you that's really good, even though I'm going to give you a spicy take. This wonderful Life isn't really that good. Oof, you're wrong.
2: Hold on now. <laughs> no. Hold on. We can't have a world without It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. We can't have it. We just can't! We gotta have! It. It's a wonderful... Okay, I'm done.
1: You, we can, and my childhood from ages 8 to 14, watching that with my parents would be less boring for three hours.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say that another thing that works in this episode, which I appreciated, is that it is... It's a pretty Christmassy episode. Like, it's... Christmas yeah. is front and center. It's probably not the way most people would prefer to celebrate it, but it's... <laughs> It's there, like, which I think is a lot more than we can say for a fair number of episodes we've reviewed on this podcast.
1: It is definitely about Christmas.
2: Gee, that title really gave it away, didn't it?
1: Yeah, they, (laughs) listen, man, the writers knew what they were doing. I actually hope that this was, like, maybe, like, the most, like, this was, like, the season where they started hitting, like, production troubles or something, and just, like, a really frustrated writer just, like, threw this at somebody. They're like, what's the title, Dale? And he's like, Christmas.
2: Uh, uh, Christmas.
1: (laughs) Have we done that one yet? No? Uh, Okay. Uh, (laughs) I even wrote one line for the little boy (laughs) as per the contract. I hate the
2: little boy. Here's what I feel like happened, okay? The writers were in their room for a solid week, okay? It smelled. They hadn't gone home. There's takeout boxes literally everywhere. And they're trying to figure it out. And it goes, uh, Ed Bundy's Christmas. No, nah, it can't be Ed Bundy's Or Al Bundy's Christmas. Uh, wh- what do we call it? All right. We're we're going to call it The Manipulation of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And all the writers agree. And then the showrunner walks in and he's got like a clean press suit and everything. Hey, Ed O'Neill wants to call it Christmas. So we're going to call it Christmas. And everybody just <laughs> groans and you know
1: dies inside he was making half a million dollar and it's an episode yeah exactly <laughs> to, exactly to, to, to just act flabbergasted
2: i imagine the same thing happened when the president despite decided to call the new branch of military space force <laughs> it's gotta call it spa- gotta call it something Gee, exactly everybody was just in a room for a week and they had their best idea and then the president rolls through and goes we're gonna call it space force
1: all right. I think everyone else's idea was this idea shouldn't exist, <laughs> and like, how do we tell them? And then instead of that meeting, he just yelled, it's "Space Force." But like, just because I brought it up, the one line the little the like the small boy gets, he actually just like nails and is hilarious.
2: Which line was that again?
1: Uh, like when he's like handing out the gifts, oh. he just gives a really good, real good eye roll. The, real, the eye, roll, real yeah, eye roll, yeah, eye roll is very good. <laughs> hits it real hard. Hits it well. I did like, Christina Applegate was funny during that part too, with the like, oh, and best of all, it's a raise. It's a race. <laughs> I did like it. <laughs> Just trying to pretend what she knows things are. Comes with but... its
0: own wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he robs Ray's bar, audience. That's why everything says race, yeah. Including the necklace he gives to Peggy, um, which is a very funny line
0: as well.
2: Does he rob Ray's bar or does he convince Ray that he purchased those items already?
0: Does he negotiate?
2: Is there a
1: a difference? (laughs) I mean, they don't show Ray looking very happy when Al gets a hold of his necklace. (laughs) But (laughs) he seems to look a little concerned. Fair enough. Do you guys got anything else you'd like to to marry with children? I'm ready to do some judgments.
2: (laughs) Are you, Chris?
1: it's the time of
2: Christmas, and you're going to judge. Okay.
1: Yeah. Chris, you know, let me tell you a story about when I was working retail. It's about a woman walking into the shoe store. <laughs>
2: let's no. let's, let's no. not tell that story. No. Maybe I'm going to have to be that guy from Monty Python, Holy Grail, that every time the sun starts singing, he just pops out and goes, Nope, nope, nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I I wouldn't tell that story. That's like... That's like on there and the stuff that didn't work. Like all the stuff with Marcy doesn't work. No, all, no. The, all the all the all the fat all the,
0: shaming, all the sexism,
1: sexism. Yep, yep. yeah,
2: all the body shaming.
1: We're in a better place. We are in a better place. Twenty three years later, most and... mostly twenty three
2: years. You know, another thing that I don't think that works. I feel like Al Bundy is giving a face every time he gives a goddamn line
1: that's the best part of the the show
2: that is the Uh, whole point like when he like comes in
1: and like measures them that like when he comes in and he measures himself and it's just like the face he gives it's just like no just like a just like the most like budget jim carrey rubber face like just, just like anytime peggy talks it's just like this like apoplectic face it's it's it works, man. It's fine. That's like what works about it. That's why he's getting the big bucks.
0: So what you were saying, John, like this is this is a live action cartoon and they are cartoon characters <laughs> and oh, he does cartoonish yeah. expressions. Yeah.
1: My full thought on this is this show is like fully conceived to be a thing that costs $20 an episode and somehow ended up costing like 15 million.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, right. So Who wants to judge first? Who wants to throw the first stone?
0: Brian, you can take it.
2: Fantastic. Uh, I didn't see the bus coming, but I'll still get in front of it. This is a pair of socks. You know, I didn't grow up with it, and uh, I think it was fine. Like we said, the Christmas stuff was front and center. Am I going to go back and watch more Married with Children? I will not. Uh, But I didn't hate it either. It was a little awkward to watch with my wife, and that's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> uh, until April, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> yes, I will throw extra Canadian sorry on that.
1: Yeah, real, real, real hard, real hard. Sorry for it, Chris. Give me
0: your final judgment. So this is really hard for me. This is maybe the hardest one I feel like we we've, we've gone through for me to to give a judgment on because. You know, I go back to this fascination that I had while watching it, and the closest thing I can compare it to is watching the Aquaman movie, which is. (laughs) Is this good? No. But did I have a smile on my face the entire time I was watching it? Yes. Oh, man. And, but I think at the end of the day, like, our job is to recommend Christmas episodes for people to watch, and I just don't think i would ever recommend this to anyone to watch because i think it's just like it's too crude it's too crass there's christmas stuff in it but like this is not what the type of holiday feels that i would like so i'm gonna have to go with lump of coal
2: but but what are you talking about chris they already said christmas like a thousand times (laughs) more than the arrested development episode (laughs)
0: I know, it's tough. it's tough to start with two lumps of coal in a row for me. It's not where I saw the season starting out, but...
2: It's, it's not putting you in the spirit, huh?
0: Gotta, gotta stay true to it. <laughs> I, I think this definitely, again, the atmosphere of this was much better than Arrested Development, but I think there was too much... While Arrested Development was very bland, this had too much detracting from the Christmasness mm-hmm. to really get me on board. I mean, it is, it is crude
1: and crass and, um, certainly, certainly if you have any, any like thing that gets you triggered, um, whether you're a friend, a friend of a friend of the podcast who happens to be a trans person or a person who struggles with body image and weight or, you know, just certain aspects of your physical appearance, this is absolutely something you can pass on. It's like, I'm going to say nice things about it because I thought. I will go on the other side of it from Chris where it's like, is this good? No. Did I smile during it? Absolutely. Uh, the first time I watched it through, because I had to watch this twice because I was hosting, uh, I guffawed and, and lulled and lulled. There is even a brief raffle. But like, it's, so it's like, it's fun if you don't like Christmas or like, if you have like nostalgia. So for me, it's a classic. Cause to me it was like, here's a positive memory of your dad and also you hate christmas so here's a good reminder that you hate christmas <laughs> why you don't here's a good reminder of why you don't really like christmas and that it's like materialism and icky <laughs> but yeah if you're like if you are a friend of a friend of the show that like is a is a trigger is triggered by stuff and you are absolutely right to be
2: this one's a good skip you know what i just thought of married with children are the one episode that i watched it it doesn't feel like a sitcom in the way that Craig Ferguson's late night show felt like a talk show. Go go on. It's kind of deconstructing the whole sitcom in the '90s era because I read it's supposed to be the antithesis of uh, the Cosby Show, just the absolute opposite, and I can kind of see them breaking down those elements. With this Christmas episode, so in that brief epiphany, I had a little more respect for the show.
1: It's smart if it is lazy, (laughs) kinda. (laughs) Which as as three three private school white guys, I think we can all appreciate. Hey, (laughs) because that's That's (laughs) that's that's all all we do here. With that, I don't know that I got anything else besides. You guys want to watch Mars Attacks <laughs> and the Best in Show. We'll save it for the off-season. Uh, How about we'll, that? We'll add it to the list. And, yeah. and then I will hand this back to Chris uh, and relieve myself of my hosting duties and go back to my rooting show duties.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John, for taking us through Married with Children. We are coming back two days, Black Friday, the day after thanksgiving friday we will be here doing community comparative religion from the first season you can find that on netflix or hulu i believe if you want to watch it
2: chris i do have a question about the show okay sup 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 sup
1: sup sup i didn't watch. i didn't watch Community well you're in for a treat yeah dude you're gonna love
2: it this is a great intro for you
1: i mean i'm i'm into it i'm pretty pretty stoked to to watch the juvenilia of donald glover that isn't just mystery team sup
2: (laughs) mystery team is it's really bad it's so bad
1: you are incorrect
2: Oh, man. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I do do not think it's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it hasn't aged well, but it was very funny for its time. Oh, man. It has Aubrey Plaza. Nothing bad can have Aubrey Plaza in it. It's
2: got Aubrey Plaza in it?
1: Oh, yeah. It absolutely does. All
2: right, it might be time for a rewatch.
1: Donald Glover, before he was the biggest celebrity in the world, wrote a scene where he just absolutely makes out with Aubrey Plaza for way too long. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no one's ready for that conversation.
0: Well, until Friday, then, you guys can hang tight. We hope you have a nice Thanksgiving. We will be back. If you want to show us that you're thankful for us, you can always leave us a review. Those are always helpful. Uh, rate us, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Follow us on our social channels, Instagram, Twitter, at TV. Shoot us a note, YuletideTV at gmail.com. All that good stuff. And you can be keeping track with how we're rating all the episodes we go through this season, all our ratings from Season 1, at our website, www.yuletideTV.com. We have past ratings, links to all the episodes, all that good stuff. Check it out if you have a chance. But until that time, we're very glad you're still alive. I've been Chris.
2: I've been Brian.
1: I'm John. And if you go out on Black Friday, please wear your mask, wash your hands. People working retail are people too. Tip your servers extra. It's a holiday.
2: Which- don't don't go out.
1: <laughs> also, don't. Also, just don't go out. Just don't go out. Yeah. Don't Ideally, go out, don't go out. But if you but if you do, please understand that people are. It is the holiday season, and people are dealing with a dealing with a lot. If you do, be nice to re, be nice to retail and servers. seconds soap offs.
2: Don't go out because it's the holidays, and you should spend that time with your family. And consumerism brings out the worst in people. Also, there's a pandemic, so wear your goddamn mask and wash your hands.
0: There you go. Thank
2: you. Happy you're alive, though.
0: Slaybell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.